you like stories about haunted locations, or maybe tales of cryptids and spooky folklore from around the world. If so, why not tune in to Haunted Escapes with Chris and Diane, where all this and more will be discussed. New episodes drop every Sunday, the visual versions the following Friday on YouTube. So why not come join us on our Haunted Escapes? Hi, this is Diane. And this is Kelly of the History Goes Bump podcast. We are in our 10th year of production for the podcast. And we can say without reservation that no other podcast has covered as many haunted locations as we have. We prove that history isn't boring. It's terrifying. Find History Goes Bump wherever you get your podcasts. Keep it spooky. and welcome to the Activity Continues podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Amy. And I'm Megan. We discuss episodes of the Travel Channel's TV show, The Dead Files, and other paranormal things. As Megan mentioned last time, we're trying something new. Instead of us each recapping our own Dead Files episode and resulting in a really long show, we're going to take turns recapping one Dead Files episode per show. So, you know, listen to this one and then kind of decide, do you like this? format better do you let do you like the other one better just let us know yeah we are here for you we will do what you like we are monkeys for your entertainment (laughs) so this week megan is recapping season seven episode nine and it's called legion of death i didn't write down when it aired oh shit that's all right we can it aired in season seven episode nine episode nine right about that's when it aired yeah and this one this one I watched it too. I, I'm not going to be recapping. I'm going to let Megan do all that, but but I did watch it too. And it is chock full of happy dust. Yeah. Oh boy. It's a scary one. It's, yeah, it was, it was tough. It it was, yeah. Yeah. Demons, shadow people and portals. Yeah. Oh my. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> it had it all. It did. I think that's our episode title. Oh, it had it No, demon shadow people in portals. Oh, oh my. <laughs> I love it. So uh, just a couple of housekeeping things. Um, oh, I should check our Instagram because last time I checked it, we were at 299. Let me check. Followers. So while Megan's looking at that, I just want to say now's the time to join Patreon, if you like, because when this episode comes out, I believe this one will be out on the 29th, I think. Yep. So... That is the end of the month, which means if you if you become a patron on the first, you get the whole month for your dollar. There are three tiers for you to choose from. So you can choose whichever one fits your budget. 
some of the perks are I do release the episodes early mm-hmm. for patrons. So you'll get them a couple of days early. There are bonus episodes, some things that we pulled from our recording that we just didn't want to share with the masses, but we want to share with our patrons. And then there's extra stuff that like if we do any deep dives or digging into any of the crimes, anything we find will go up there. And then at the VIP level, you will um, be able to join us for our monthly happy hours. And as you know, if you've listened before, our VIP patron, which we only had one, the only one, <laughs> she's local. So she just came yeah. over and we did it over here. Oh my God, we had so much fun. We, just, we had a blast. Yeah. yeah. Had a great time. So we'll like that. I didn't hear it for her because she told me. <laughs> Good. She had a blast. Yeah. You had so much fun. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a good time. We had a fun too. We have 301 <gasps> Instagram followers. Yay! Thanks, followers. Thank you. And speaking of followers, we're trying to beef up our YouTube channel because I I have like a, a personal made up uh, goal to get a thousand subscribers by the end of the year, which is a lot of months from now, but that's yeah. a lot of subscribers too. For the record, I feel like all goals are personally made up. Well, I think so, you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. So, so that's a good go though. That's not that. I mean, there are many people. Yeah. I mean, break it down by months. Math. Someone do math for us. Yeah. Thousand divided by eight. Twelve. How many cheese? Oh. Well, yeah, we only have how many months left. So I know, but let's see. So it's 83 subscribers a month. Okay. Is what we need. Okay. So we're slightly behind. We're behind because I but, think we have 12. <laughs> But I mean, to be fair, we didn't have a lot of, we didn't have a lot of videos. We just had like versions of our episodes that were just the audio and then like our logo, which now um, we're doing videos. And so we'll have full video. We're behind. (laughs) Mildly. (laughs) We're slightly behind. A little behind. A little behind. It's fine. We can do it. We'll catch up. We believe in you guys. So, so that's that. Uh, yeah. I don't think, do we have anything else? Is there anything else you are? Talking? No, I don't think so. Oh, we got to open up our Rebels. Oh, mine's already open. Oh, I've already been drinking. We're having our Rebels, our mocha latte. Yeah, those. I um, in, inhaled some Taco John's. Before I got here and I, like, I texted Amy before and I'm like, this is going to be embarrassing <laughs> for everybody because I was starving. I, but you know. We only go to Taco John's for the potato oles. Do you know they don't have Taco John's everywhere? Yeah, I think that is original. My friends in New York, they don't have it. And they have Del Taco, I think. Though, don't they? Or is that that's, California? That's California. Okay. And I was I was talking on the phone with my one friend, Kaylin, who did the artwork for us that one time. She drew the mm-hmm. ones. So I was like, I'm going to order Taco John's. And I was like, do you guys have one? And she goes, no. And I'm like, oh, you're missing the potato ole. Mm-hmm. So... Listen, I learned something new this week, you guys. Yeah, Uncle John's isn't everywhere. No, no. So it's good though. It's real good. All right. So I will do my best to recap versus talk. I took way less notes. Like I only have three pages. And I think usually do I hold nope, I have more than three pages. Son of a bitch. <laughs> it's it's double spaced. Okay. Yeah, it's double spaced. So it's really probably only like like three pages if you single space yeah. it. So, okay, so we're talking about, what was it, Legion of Fear? Legion of Death. Legion of Death. 
it's you guys, Amy arrives and instantly she's like, this is really bad. The whole, all the property is bad. And to the extent where she's talking later on that it extends to other houses. Um, And she said that the activity extends because it's just all around. So Steve meets with Donna, who owns the house with her husband. And they've got three kids. They have Tyler, who's 21. Austin is 15. Abby is 11. And Abby has been diagnosed with selective mutism, which I thought when she first said it, I was like, oh my God, like she mutated? No, it's not that. (laughs) Mutes, like don't talk. Yeah, she's not like the Hulk. She just doesn't talk. Right. And so she lives there, like I said, with her family. And everything that you can think of that will happen because of the paranormal happens to them. Mm -hmm. They see figures. They've gotten scratched. They get touched a lot. There's temperature changes. They hear footsteps. Anything you can think of that would happen from paranormal happens to them. In addition to that, Donna has health problems. She has cervical cancer. Oh, God, that's right. She has kidney stones, um, migraines, depression. It's all, I mean, this is just happiness all around for everybody one time donna talked about how she woke up and abby was next to her because they all sleep in the living room nobody sleeps upstairs in their bedrooms nobody wants to be upstairs they all sleep in the living room um her husband andy talks about how he sleeps in the recliner Mm -hmm. and when they go into the master bedroom that's where andy and steve talk it's not even set up you guys the furniture is not even put together. It was so bad from day one that they didn't even bother putting it together. It's amazing. Terrible. It's, Do we know how long they lived there? I don't they remember. Didn't say. I didn't, if they did, I, I didn't feel it. But anyway, Donna was talking about how she woke up one night. She felt like she was being choked. Her lips were turning blue. She couldn't move. And Abby, her daughter, was next to her just freaking the fuck out, which obviously. Yeah. And eventually she said whatever was choking her, let her go. But and Steve was like, it wasn't a dream. She's like, no, like she was really fucking being choked. Mm-hmm. And so when they're interviewing, when Steve is interviewing Andy, her husband, he brings up the immense room changes. Like they'll be in the hallway and it'll be fine. And then he said, you go in the master bedroom and it's like a meat locker. Ugh. And Steve is like, well, are any of the vents closed? And he's like, no, nothing's fucking closed. <laughs> he didn't say that. <laughs> I'm, I'm just making that up. Steve, oh, <laughs> just kidding. I love you, Steve, so much. I love it. Yeah. If Steve is listening, I'll give you, call, email me. I'll give you my phone number. Just call me and talk. I, I, I didn't care what about. Steve should have a podcast. Steve should have a I podcast. I think that I did see that he had a podcast, but there was only like one episode. There was one episode and it was a 9-11, like memorial, not memorial, oh, okay. tribute. It was yeah. like a tribute. Okay. Yeah, he needs, he's got a good voice. He should be, uh, oh. we should have a podcast. Steve, if you want to have your own podcast, hit me up. I'm a yeah. podcast producer. She'll do it. I'll do that for you. Yeah. She'll give you a good discount. Friends and family discount. Let's take a sip of my bourbon. So Andy talks about when they started remodeling, stuff started to increase. And I'm like, yeah, because you probably pissed them off. They were, whatever was there might be sleeping or not sleeping, but you know, dormant, dormant. Thank Mm -hmm. you. Words, you guys, words are talking. (laughs) I'm not used to looking at paper. So I'm like constantly like, (laughs) where do I look? Amy, on camera, paper is really good. I'm a mess. It's a mess, a mess, a mess. So then we meet Tyler, who is Donna's oldest son. And they, 
I think they've lived there for a while because Steve talked about how he grew up there. And oh, he's 21. Oh, look. Okay. And so they have the Netflix. Tyler is the sweetest person I think that I've seen in all the episodes we've covered. He talks about how, you know, he feels drained all the time. He said, I can sleep for 12 hours, wake up, and I feel like I've slept for two. And he talks about how he was in Abby's room one night watching TV. And this thing came, blacked out the TV, couldn't see through it, Jeez. had yellow eyes, stayed for three or four seconds and then disappeared. And he said that it haunts me to this day. He's okay. terrified. And then he also said that he has stabbing pain in his back because Steve asked if, you know, you have any pain because his father, you know, would have heart pain or trouble breathing when he started remodeling. And Tyler said that he'll be laying in bed totally fine one minute and the next minute he'll have such stabbing back pain he can't move for five minutes he said he's been to multiple doctors they've run multiple tests and they can't figure it out just stabbing pain i wonder if someone has a voodoo doll of him maybe i mean and you know that's what i always think when i have random phantom pains yeah i'm like who has my voodoo doll stabbing me they'll like it i stop it and then steve talks about the things that ha- happened to Abby, Donna had mentioned, like, I think that one, the selective mutism was caused by whatever it is in the house. And two, she's so worried that it's taking advantage of the selective mutism mm-hmm. because when Abby gets stressed or anxious, she can't talk. And so what might cause stress or anxiety? Fear. So if this thing is scaring her, she can't tell anybody about it. Yeah, that's disgusting. It's a yeah, that's yeah, horrible place to be. Yeah, and so that's what um, Tyler said. He's like, "Go after me, not my sister. Please come after me." He said, "I'll take you know anything to protect Abby," which just melted my heart. Yeah, like he's so sweet. This whole family was really sweet. Mm-hmm. They, we didn't talk to Austin or Abby. Yeah, but I assume they're both. Sweet. Yeah, I'm like, sure. Well, I figured they probably wouldn't talk to Abby because she'd be too nervous mm-hmm. and she wouldn't be able to talk anyway. Yeah, but yeah, I guess I. I didn't notice that they didn't talk to the other kid. Mm-hmm. So then Steve goes on his little hunt, his investigation, and he found uh, a descendant of the original property owner. Okay. So we meet Carol Caldwell and his descendant, John, was granted the land by the king oh, in 1772. And so he fought in the American Revolution, mm-hmm. but on the American side, which you think like, you get this land from the king, and then you're going to fight yeah. the Americans. Oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. You do you, boo. How'd that go? Well, it didn't <laughs> go good for his son. So this person, Bloody Bill Cunningham, he was born in South Carolina, and his family was loyal to the crown. But then as he grew up, he decided to fight in the American Revolution, but he fought for the Americans with the caveat that he would never have to fight or take up arms against his family. Because they were loyal to the crown. Well, that flew out the window. And a few months after he joined, he was asked to fight against his family. And he was like, no, I fuck you, I won't. Mm-hmm. So he resigned, flees, you know, away to be resigned. And <laughs> to be resigned. <laughs> and his, his commanding officer was like, no, nah, that's not okay. So the commanding officer takes some of his comrades and they go find uh, Bloody Bill Cunningham's family and they 
whip his uh, brother to death and they beat up his parents. And so this just sends Bill over the edge. He becomes essentially a psychopath. I mean, his name is Bloody Bill. The name, yeah. So this all circles back to John Caldwell, who is the original landowner. Bloody Bill finds him, his son, and kills his uh, son by stabbing him in the stomach. And he doesn't die right away. He hangs on overnight. Ooh. Dies the next day. Ooh. Yeah. So then we go to Suzanne Collins Matson. She's our genealogist. I know that again. But I got to. And so she's the one that gives us kind of the low down on Bloody Bill. So before he gets to John Caldwell, after his family is brutalized and his brother's murdered, essentially, he goes on a rampage with some men and just burns shit. Killing people, at least 50 people, she said, living homes, really just not, didn't handle it well. Right. Really just, he should have seen a therapist or <laughs> really talked out those feelings. Yes, yeah. But he just burned shit. Yeah. Dead. So in 1782, he's actually banished from South Carolina, fled to the Bahamas, and died in 1787 at the age of 31, likely from tuberculosis. Consumption. Yep. He did all that before he was 30. He was ambitious. Holy sh. He was ambitious. And Steve goes, good. That's a good way for him to die. I'm like, you deserved it. You deserved it. (laughs) Yeah. Same Steve. (laughs) So then he goes on to further investigate kind of more recent deaths and finds two. So two kids in the late 80s. The first one was Henry Oglesby. He was 14 years old. Now, before this land was kind of developed into all of the houses, it was 250 acres is what I said. And there was a rock quarry with a little pool. And so in the 80s, this Henry goes swimming in the rock quarry, dies, drowns. Nobody knows what happens. He essentially jumped in, never surfaced. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, not great. The second Johnny was David Wayne Allison. And I believe he was in 1989, late 80s. I didn't write down the dates because I'm an idiot. (laughs) Similar to Henry, two guys jumped in, one surfaced. Hmm. Uh, So again, Amy touches on this later, but very mysterious. No real reason for them. I guess as they hit their head or something. Yeah. Going in and hit their head. Then they maybe. Then, you know, they're conked out. And so they. Like from what Amy said. That is not what happened. Oh, okay. Okay. So then... I did see this episode, I swear. I just don't remember it all. <laughs> I even have my notes, but... Uh, yeah. I've never seen Amy as affected by a house as she was as this this one. This one really... She was really struggling with it. Yeah. Bless her. I, I felt so bad for her. So then we hear about a murder that happened in 1990, October 31st. So we had a man named Roman Hernandez. He was 24 years old. Had a terminal, I think they said brain cancer. So he was not not going to live long. And he had a, a, a wad of cash in his pocket. And so he was friends with Charles Stephen Sink and Evelyn. I could catch your last name. And I, Holcomb. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I know because I tried to look them up because that was the true guy I tried to yeah. look up. And my closed captions won't work. So it's Evelyn Holcomb. They murdered him. So but basically, the reason they killed him was uh, Sink had a coke problem. Charles Stephen Sink, he had a coke problem and he wanted to buy some coke. So what they did was they kind of hit him over the head and he died. And guess how much money he had? 
Yeah, I remember. It was just enough to get the Coke. It was $700. This man lost his life that he was going to lose anyway Mm -hmm. for $700. Sick. Mm -hmm. So they were sentenced to prison, obviously. Sink got out in 2013. Mm -hmm. Evelyn Holcomb got out around the same time, but she reoffended. And so she's back behind bars. Good. Good. He should be behind bars too. They both. And the mugshot of this guy, he's just a smirk. He's smirking. And at least she looks semi remorseful. She looks, she looks coked. Sorry, she's but, a fucking train wreck. Yeah. But yeah, when they showed that picture, I was like, I know this story. I know this you murder. Know? I thought I did. Oh, because those pictures were so familiar to mm-hmm. me. But then I tried to do a little digging into the true crime portion of it. And I, I finally got their names spelled correctly. And put them in Google. And there's one newspaper that ran two stories about them. That's it. That's it. That's it. So I don't know where I saw these pictures before. Yeah. But yeah. I, anyway, I didn't learn. I didn't learn much. Yeah. yeah. Really. It really just said basically all of that. The, He's a dick. Steve already fit covered. It's just terrible. He looks like such yeah. a prick. He really does. He doesn't even look sorry. No. No. Okay. So now we're at Amy and she walks onto the property She's not even inside yet. She's on it. She feels nauseous. She feels anxiety, anger, ickiness, nausea, just terrible. And she said she feels a man here who hurt people. And he was not a good person. And then Amy whispers, he hurt people. And, you know, when she whispers, it's super creepy. Mm -hmm. So then she talks about him and he's, he makes noise. So he'll walk up and down the stairs. And she said living people would hear him walking. And then she said something that I absolutely hate. Um, <laughs> he touches the women inappropriately when they're sleeping. And she, Amy said, very, very inappropriate, like three times. So oh, he's not a great person. Can you imagine like having nightmares and then you realize that it's actually something? It's actually happening. Touching you're you? being basically assaulted in your own home by not anybody you can see. Mm-hmm. How do you? Talk about that. Ugh. Yeah. Like I said, she's overwhelmed. She said there's a girl living here and a demon. A demon's living here. And she said the demon is touching the girl, feeling the girl, crawling into bed with her, just doing all sorts of awful, awful things. The little, the little girl who can't, yeah, who can't tell anybody talk. about it. Yep. And so she said this demon can change and change shape and change form and become people you know and... So she said it morphed into like a creepy, grotesque person with really long arms. And Donna said she saw some being that had long, hairy, Grinch-like fingers, which no thank you. we want to welcome our new sponsor, Gobble. As you know, life can get pretty hectic. Between work, errands, and family time, who always has the energy to plan, shop for, and cook delicious meals every night? That's where Gobble comes in. It's a meal kit service that takes the stress and guesswork out of dinner. I used to dread the what's for dinner question every night. Gobble has been a game changer. They deliver fresh, pre-portioned ingredients, and easy-to-follow recipe cards right to your door. Exactly. No more last-minute grocery runs or scrambling for inspiration. Plus, the recipes are incredibly diverse. 
From healthy options to comfort food classics, there's something for everyone. And let's not forget that cooking together can be a fun family activity. Gobble's recipes are simple enough to involve everyone in the kitchen, even the little ones. So if you're looking for a way to make delicious, stress-free meals that the whole family will love, head over to the link in the show notes or on our website to get your first six meals for $36. Gobble. Make dinner amazing. We want to give a shout out to our newest affiliate partner, Just Brands. This is the company that makes the CBD and THC gummies that I have been talking about. I have purchased both the Delta 8 and the Delta 10 versions, and they're really nice. They're actually really tasty too, but I wouldn't recommend just eating a ton of them at once. I did buy them to help me sleep. And well, let's just say that one night I took one and when I went to bed, I felt myself melting into my bed. It was lovely. For a limited time, you can get 20% off these treats when you go to justcbdstore.com or just follow the link in the show notes and then use our promo code ACTIVITY24. This offer is good until March 27th, so get your gummies now. Oh, hi there. This is Kate. And I'm Dominic. And we are your hosts of Shitting Bricks, the podcast. Every week, we'll bring you an episode of What Makes People Shit Bricks. Is it a fear of death? Deep water? Running out of wine? Cannibalism? We take a warped look at these topics using examples from history that are the epitome of some scary shit. You can find us on all the regular podcast streaming services like Apple, Spotify, and Google. For exclusive content, including behind-the-scenes nuggets, links to weekly topics, and maybe even merch in the future, Head to Shitting Bricks Podcast on Instagram and YouTube. But for now, drop your dax, pop a squat, and let's get into it. Are you interested in stories of ghosts, poltergeists, and the paranormal? Do you love an amazing tale of an unsolved mystery, a strange disappearance, How about a UFO encounter, or even a first-hand sighting of a creature that should only exist in your nightmares? Why not join us over at the Haunted UK podcast, where every two weeks we delve deep into the tales of the strange and unusual, the unsolved and the downright weird. The Haunted UK podcast is available on all major platforms, as well as being on Instagram and Coffee. So why not give us a follow and get involved with the show? Thanks for listening, and we really hope that you'll join us for our next episode. And on that note, it's back to the show. She said there's a woman, so she goes upstairs, which is, as soon as she gets up there, she's like, this is the worst. Mm -hmm. This is the worst place in the house. She sees shadow people crawling all over the walls, on the floor, slithering everywhere. Uh, a woman is crawling like it's there's dead all over the place because there's a portal at the end of the hallway um, and it could let dead people in and out. And she said other houses in the neighborhood are probably having some. Some activity as well, just because she said, so yeah, it's so active. And, and when she was outside, when she goes outside later, she said she just sees all the dead just walking all around. And then she sees an older man taking a boy and pushing his face into the floor and kicking him. And she said, this is a residual energy. And he's saying, this is not how you act. This is not how you act. And the demon, she said, was influencing the man to do that and influencing him to act like that. And she said, 
there's just so much anger between the kid and the adult, like so much anger between them. Then she also gets hit in the head. She's standing there and then she just turns and she's like, oh, like uh, she gets, this was a rough one. Yeah. This was rotter. I, oh, I hope she was aged the shit out of something. <laughs> well, hopefully nothing kind of followed her home. I hope not. And then she also feels somebody getting stabbed in the stomach. Mm. She said she feels a young male getting stabbed and dying. And then Matt asks her, how long have the shadow people been here? And she says, forever. And then he said, what about the demon? She said, forever. It's always been here. And she said the, the demon is making people kill themselves or kill others. And the shadow people are killing people there. Oh, then this is what she, she goes near the pool because they have a pool on their property. Yeah. So it's not the quarry. It's we're now at the pool. But she said she saw a shadow person slither into the pool. And she said nobody should go in the pool, especially children, because the shadow person is waiting there and he will try to drown them. Oh. He will pull their feet down, pulling them under the water. So if you think back to Henry and David, I bet you that's what happened. The shadow person was there. They jumped in, pulled their feet down. Oh. Speaking of unlocking fears. Yeah. Oh, I know. I mean, I have always been afraid of swimming in like the lake or oh. the ocean because of that. I was thinking something was going to pull me down. So, yeah. Which I'm more afraid of the ocean, of the lakes, of lakes than oceans, which doesn't make any sense yeah. because there's so many more things that can kill you in the ocean, but. And then the last thing that we see before the sketch that Amy talks about before the sketch is she sees um, a young man, maybe late teens, getting murdered. So he's getting beat up by two people around him. She hears the name Steve. It says it's in the 1990s. And so she's basically seen him getting murdered because that murder took place October 31st, 1990. She heard the name Steve. His name was Charles Steve Singh. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's uncanny. It's uncanny. I know. What she, I know. It's just like it just proves that it, that she's really seen this. Uh-huh. I mean, I looked him up too to see if maybe he was called Steve. Mm-hmm. You know, but I couldn't. Like I said, yeah. I couldn't find much about him at all. So we get to the reveal. They're doing it in the living room because because nobody wants to go anywhere. Nobody wants to go anywhere else. So it's Donna, Tyler, and Andy, which is the first time I've seen three people in a reveal. Oh, really? Yeah. And Donna says she's concerned about Abby and she's concerned for the whole family. And Amy's look, she is just, she, she's so sympathetic and she feels so bad because she knows. She knows what shit is in this house and it is not a good house to be in. So she talks about the residual scene, the murder, the residual scene of the murder. And when she says this took place in the 1990s, Steve goes, <laughs> because he knows. Yeah. And then he talks about the murder. And he talks about what happened and he goes, do you think this is who you saw? And she goes, yeah, of, co- of course it's Steve, Chris. I love it when Steve is blown away yeah. by something Amy says and he's just like, I know. Like <laughs> he had like a physical reaction yeah. Yeah. or say that because she had no knowledge. Yeah. And she described a murder that took place 30 years ago. It's just, it's just every, every week that we do this, I'm just so blown away by her. <laughs> I know. I don't know why, because I believe everything she said. Yeah, I do too. It's not like I'm like, oh, I didn't believe this. Oh my God, you blew my mind. Like, she just is so good at it. Yeah. So then we talk about, uh, she saw the man hurting people. And that's when Donna says she hears footsteps going up and down the stairs. And Amy's like, yep, that's totally him. And then he said he touches women inappropriately and hangs out in the living room. 
where they sleep. So they're not even safe where they think they're safe. No, they're, they're safe nowhere. Yeah. They're safe nowhere. So normally, you know, Amy's like, okay, well, there's, you know, during my walk, I saw several entities, but one entity really freaked me out. She goes, during this walk, several entities worried me. Mm-hmm. And so that's when she talked about the portal. That was the doorway for the dead. And she said the dead coming in told her that they feel like they're in hell. They feel like they're stuck in hell in this house. She said any horrible thing that has happened on this land has basically stuck. It's, it hasn't left. And then she said the slithery shadow people are possibly from another dimension. She talks about not going to the pool. And because that is where, you know, the, the shadow people are pulling people down. And she talks about the sketch. Now, that's what I was doing is I'm trying to find the sketch so that when we can look at she shows. So the first sketch is of the demon that had trans transformed itself into a dead relative of the family. So it's this. Nope. Nope. The other one. The other one. Yep. That's the second one. The one that's in the bed. Yep. So this is the first one. And you guys, when I saw this, it literally took my breath away. Megan <laughs> texted me and she's like, I literally stopped, I stopped breathing because <laughs> my stomach plummeted because so basically what's happening is you see a little girl in a bed and yeah, it's, it's terrifying. It's so, so she's sleeping, very happy, smile on her face. Mm-hmm. And then this long demon with hair, like, like it's trying to be a grandmother. It looks almost like a bozo wig. Like yeah. A, like a curly, like an early, like a, like a Sophia wig. Yeah. Yeah. Golden girl. Yep. Not that her hair was wig, but like it's a feel wig. It's trying to be a grandmother, but underneath it all is still a demon. And so it's got those demon fangs. It's really creepy. And a really long arm, like spooning the girl. And and it's just, it terrified. Yeah. Can you, I mean, and, and poor Abby, she can't talk because of this thing. Yeah. Also, it has six fingers. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Not that six fingers is gross. But it is if you're a demon. Well, especially when they look like fingers that like from a gray, like a Martian, mm-hmm. you know, with the like the really long middle female. So they're looking at it and Tyler goes, that looks just like Abby. He got really emotional during us. He got really emotional. Sweet kid. Because it, oh yeah, it's targeting Abby mm-hmm. and it's basically attached to her. And so then... Steve goes, is this what it looked like to you? Like this grandmother person? She said, no, I had a sketch done of what it looks like to me. And so then that's this one. Oh my God. It's like, and Tyler goes, that's my bedroom. Oh yeah. Shit. So it's pure. It's like in a doorway looking right at you and it has a really long kind of alien shaped head, like, you know, huge black eyes. And eyes actually look to me. Like there's somebody in there. Oh, you know no. what I mean? It looks like there's like it's something wearing a mask. Oh, I see. You know, that that there's like like there's some kind of a being inside that mm-hmm. head. Oh, that's what it looks like to me. OK, that's why it's freaking me. Like a look at a gruesome. That's a red and black. Oh, a gruesome. No. And then it's got the mouth open in a circle with just fangs. And those long fucking arms yeah. and fingers. So it's really bad. It's really bad. So 
Amy is worried that now this demon will be in. She thinks it's already started influencing Abby and she's becoming depressed. And she said, eventually it will influence her to either hurt herself or hurt somebody else. Mm -hmm. That's what the demon does. And she said, it's done it before. It's going to do it again. And the dead told her upstairs because, you know, Steve goes, okay, well, I don't think you're going to like what Amy's going to tell you to do, (laughs) which I don't think they've liked one word out of her mouth so far. No. Why would that change now? <laughs> so essentially the dead told Amy they need to move. The dead are telling Amy this. She said, you need to move. Like, this is not a good place. Then she said, before moving, you have to exercise Abby. She said, I don't normally recommend exorcism of children. Mm-hmm. She said, but you need to cut this thing's ties to her. You will need to bless this whole family. And all three kids need to see a psychotherapist for what they're dealing with because of the trauma, especially Abby. And they said if they leave, Abby's, you know, selective mutism should go away because it's being caused by whatever's here. Right. So the text at the end said that Donna and Andy have decided to sell their house and the activity continues. Hmm. So we don't know if they've been to therapy. No, we don't know. But I mean, this was season seven. Yeah. 22 is in 20 or season 14 is 2022. So probably around 2014, mm-hmm. 2015. So hopefully they have moved by now. This is, again, Travel Channel, Painless TV, whoever is listening. That's why we need follow-ups. I want to know what happens to these people. Mm-hmm. I want to know that if that little girl can talk now. Yeah. You know, I want to know if things are better. I hope so. I hope so. I don't think, honestly, the only way they could have gotten worse is if she killed somebody. Yeah. Honestly. Well, that's what I'm always thinking, too. Like, Mm -hmm. whatever Amy says, if you stay here, you will probably murder your mother or whatever. Yeah. I'm always, like, looking for their story about somebody who murdered their mother. And then those, when they stay, I'm like, why would you stay? Amy has told you somebody will die. Yeah. Rules. Especially in this holy market. (laughs) You can get a good deal. You can sell your house to somebody who doesn't see that stuff yeah who's complete negative yeah yeah so wow. that was a it was a good episode with that good. and i you guys i literally lost my breath <laughs> and it was it's a really creepy oh my yeah God. and i can't imagine being her mother and seeing what that's doing to her child oh yeah and the dad was like well you know i can't protect them and that's so heartbreaking awful fear it's like the mma fighter said how do you fight something you can't see yeah yeah I mean, how do you? Yeah. I get creative. Yeah. So they'll get in there. There's somebody, somebody in there too can take care of it. I have to tell you about a dream or an experience, I should say, I had a couple nights ago. Here? Yep. I was, I was sleeping in the guest room. Mm-hmm. And because the bed is more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I... Woke up, I think maybe the dog made a noise or something. And I woke up and I wasn't sure if I was awake, but what I, what my brain pictured for me or yep. showed me was a huge being standing by my bed, mm-hmm. looking down at me. And it had two sets of arms. So like a regular set and then a set below. And the set below was making this motion like, like, come to me, come to me. And I was like, Am I asleep? And I, and I couldn't move, you know, so because I'd just woken up. So I still had the sleep paralysis. Yep. So I was like trying to move and I pulled the covers over. I did. I did. Was able to move. I pulled the covers over my head and then I pulled them down again. It was still there. And I'm like, I must be dreaming. I, I must. 
I must be asleep. And so I Did you feel the covers. Yeah. Okay. Then you weren't asleep. Yeah. No, I don't think I was. Because in your dreams, you can't feel anything. Oh, to, at least to me. Yeah. Like if, you know, I don't know, maybe that's, if you're a psycho dream yeah. therapist, please let me know. So, but so I, I, I was like, blink, blink, blink. And I'm like smacking myself, which is what I'm always trying to do when I, when I know I'm having like a lucid dream, I know I'm asleep and I'm, so I, so do you feel that? I, I, I don't remember if I felt that, but what I know is that I just like forced myself to look right at it. Mm-hmm. And as my vision kind of became more clear, I could see that it was the top of the door, the top of the, like the door frame of the closet. And then there was a section above that sort of looked like a head. So I know that I was just seeing the shapes in the room and my brain was making it into that thing mm-hmm. because I could like make it where I couldn't see it. And then I could see it. And oh, I yeah. once I was wide awake and once I could move again. Yeah. But it was really scary. That sounds terrifying. While I'm. And honestly, it probably could have been a little bit of both. It could have been something. I mean, if it knows that that's the the shape, and it it you know if it yeah it rec- you know was resembling that, I know yeah. that I'm Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yeah, using what's in the room to uh-huh. advantage. Uh-huh. It could be. Like I said, I haven't had very many um, experiences here. Just little things like my pill bottle gone missing and then mm-hmm. showing up right where I already looked at for it. Mm-hmm. But like, I, did I already mention that this the podcast I'm listening to that is uh, a medium and she's really cool and she was talking about uh, house brownies and that's what house brownies do is they they're like oh really and they like move shit and then they put it back and they think it's funny oh so I'm pretty sure that I have a house brownie my fat ass thought it was like a food brownies you have brownies you have brownies in your chair it's a pizza it's a pixie or fairy. Yeah. Like oh, fun. I have to, I want to, I want to give a plug to that medium. Okay. I really like her and I'm following her on Instagram too. And she does, she answers questions. Oh, like oh, people cool. ask a question. She'll do yeah. like that. Oops. I just bumped. She'll do like a live video. Oh, I love her. Um, yeah. She's great. Her name is Amber M. Amrine. Her podcast is called Diary of a Psychic Medium. She's a psychic medium and Reiki master. <gasps> And oh my God, I want to. And she's super cute. She has glasses and oh, green yeah. hair. Her not green right now. At least in the one I saw today, she wasn't. It wasn't green. But she's super cute. She's adorable. Yeah. I want to. I want to. I want to send her a message and be like, "Can you tell me what a Reiki master is?" Oh, I'm sure she does. Amy is always like, "Get a Reiki master," yeah. and I'm like, "Yeah, hey, you know, Yeah, I don't. Hello. And I know I've looked it up. I know I have too. And it just confuses. Yeah, I don't remember. Not that it's tough to do to con- to confuse you. <laughs> okay. I will say that uh, we are coming up at the end of April here, so this is the last episode where you're going to hear shit and bricks mm-hmm. and haunted UK yep. as our promo partners. But next month we'll pick somebody else. I I know I want to do um, Skylark Bell. Oh yeah, do Melissa Oliveri yeah. Skylark Bell. Yep. And then, well, we'll pick a different one too. Yeah, another one from there. You can pick one if you want. Okay. Which has been nominated for some awards, right? Yes, she's been nominated. She won a couple. Yeah, yes, like yeah. fiction podcast awards. Yeah, because her podcast is a story. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a book that she wrote, and then it's it's just like a serial podcast. Of yeah, a story. And also with Melissa in mind, she has agreed to come on and be a guest and tell some of her ghost stories. Speaking of ghost stories, we have one. 
Oh, that's right. Amber. Yes. My buddy. So I used to work with Amber. Uh, She is the coolest. She is. I can't say enough good things about Amber. She's so funny. She is the cutest little girl. Super feminist and go women, women power. So she so she wrote in about her spooky story, which I did not know that she was into this. And I feel like we missed out on a lot of conversations because of this. Ah. Uh, But she said, my daughter had an imaginary friend when she was two to three years old. She can't remember anything about this now, which most kids don't. One morning, she asked where the girl in the closet went. She said she is sad and misses her mom. That her neck is funny because she fell down the basement stairs, which have always, and that she put in parentheses, which have always worried me because they are extremely steep. And that she wears a pretty dress and her skin is sparkly. She made mention of her a few times as a toddler and then just did it in a, any longer. So this, you know, she, maybe she saw this little girl who was a spirit and the girl moved on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm telling you, kids can see shit when you can't. We probably could see it when we were little too. Yeah. Somebody told us it wasn't real. Yeah. And so we went, oh, okay. That's I maintain that my son sees things all the time. Oh, I'm sure. All the time. I'm sure. And it it doesn't freak me out because he never seems to be scared. Yeah. He'll just point and smile. So I'm, I, he's, I mean, he smiles at everybody, but yeah, I, I kids see things. And so if your child comes to you um, and says they see something, please don't dismiss them. Yeah. Please don't write it off because you don't know what you're, what they see and what, you know, you're dismissing. Okay. Sorry. PSA. Amber continues, in addition, I'm perpetually creeped out by an experience I had sleeping in our basement guest bedroom one night. I was asleep in the dark room and felt my daughter crawl in. I snuggled her, readjusted in bed, and went back to sleep. In the morning, I woke up alone and went to breakfast. I asked my daughter about crawling in, and she said she didn't. She slept in her own bed all night. Did I dream the whole thing? Logic says yes, but I'll never be sure. Wow. Mm, good story. Thanks, Amber. Yes, Amber. Damn. That's a, that's a good one. Yeah. I mean, super creepy. Yeah. Super. I used to have a doppelganger at, mm-hmm. um, at, in college. Yeah. And I had people that would come to me and say, I saw you on the street and you didn't right. say anything. Right. And I was like, I was not there. I was right. in class across right. campus at that time. So I know that I had, I had someone that was just like me on campus. And that's always weird to me. Isn't there an entity or some, type of being that will like imitate you i think so i mean like that well that demon did well i was thinking about that too the other day like let's say that i see a vision of my grandma mm-hmm. who died many years ago how do i know that's really her mm-hmm. and not just somebody pretending to be her i mean that's tough and and to me i would i would believe it was her mm-hmm. Unless they they tried to do something. Yeah. I mean, if they're a real con artist, they're going to do the long con. They're going to they're going to yeah. come and visit you over and over again. And, yeah. And make and, you, and make and you slowly just start. Here, bite this cord. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, forever. Uh, yeah. Yikes. Someone once told me that when you have a dream of a dead person, that it's them visiting you. And I've I that love too. to hear that. I've, I dream about my grandma quite a lot. I do so. Too. I do too. And I, I, I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. I have dreamed about both my grandma and my dad mm-hmm. where they are alive, but I know, but you know, and I know they're yeah. supposed to be dead. Yeah. And I'm like, aren't you there? Yeah. 
They're just checking on you. Yeah. I love it. It's so weird. So please send in your story. Yes, we love you. We love, love hearing other people's. You know, and it's so nice to find people who've had shit that you have and you don't feel crazy. You don't feel alone yeah. because somebody else is like, oh my God, that's crazy. I've had something similar. Yep. You know, these types of stories are so easily dismissed by others, Greg. And it's nice to to share them with people who believe it and yep. who aren't going to look at you like the abusing, yeah, you fucking idiot. <laughs> They'll be like, "Oh my god, that's crazy!" You know what? What do? You, what did you think about that? What, how did you feel about it? You know. So yeah. please send your story. Yeah, yeah, send your stories. And thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks for being here with us today. We appreciate you and every one of you. Yep. And also let us know, like Megan said, let us know if you like yes. this format or if you think we should go back to each doing one. We can. It's just, it's a lot longer. It's a lot longer. So. Yeah. Become a patron. Yeah. Well, thank you, everybody. Yeah. Activity Continues podcast is produced by me, Amy, at Collected Sounds Media and is a part of the independent Collected Sounds podcast network. Nailed it.